amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. of 
sports being a a valuable tool for kids and youth in America today to learn life lessons. I think there are so many life lessons you can learn through the world of sports uh, that apply directly to life and your success in life. You know, perseverance, uh, learning how to deal with defeat, uh, overcoming the odds. Uh, there's just so many character references you can use when it comes to sports and, and how it relates to life. Uh, working within a team concept, uh, you know, work ethic. I love the uh, Australian Open. I'm a big fan of tennis and, you know, the the internal commitment, the intestinal fortitude, the, you know, Roger Federer being told he can never win another one. He's too old. And since then he's gone on a tear. You know, we've got uh, women who are battling through blisters and trying to compete. You know, we have a woman who sprains her ankle, at the, you know, in her first match and makes it all the way to the finals. We have, it, it looks like in certain instances that the woman or the man is, is beaten yet. They, they find a way to get back in and compete. And, uh, I just, I'm a big fan of tennis. I think it's, it's such a great test of character. You really are. You're out there sometimes three, four, five hours having to compete in hostile temperatures. And I just love that sport. So a big fan of the Australian open, which just concluded with, you know, Federer winning it um, in, in another, you know, in a great five set match that we didn't know was going to turn into that. And I was just, you know, it was great television, great drama, um, Caroline Wozniacki winning as well, who is now engaged to a former NBA player and David Lee. Is it David Lee? Can't remember. It's been too long ago. But uh, again, I just think that you know, if you're a kid watching these battles, you, you just you know you hear the announcers talk about you know battling through the odds. It's just how could you not you know envelop that and just become something that is better than you should be. And that, that's kind of the goal. You know, that's why so many times when athletes, you know, don't do the right thing, don't say the right thing, push blame, point fingers, it's disappointing because, you know, there are so many kids listening that take what they say, you know, as, as gospel. And when they don't take advantage of that and instead turn it into, it really is, in my opinion, uh, you know, detrimental to the development of the American youth. But, you know, so we had the Australian Open. We have the Super Bowl coming up. You know, it's been a very bad year for the NFL. I got so many email questions on the national anthem and standing for the flag and all of that. And, uh, you know, I, I just watched the movie Dunkirk. I don't know if you've seen that. I've seen it. I saw it in the theater, and then I saw it again. I just got the DVD for it. And... You know, I just, I mean, could you imagine, I, I don't know, I, I can you imagine being in that environment? I, I, I just, it's just flabbergasting to me. I, I just put in that environment where you are at war. Uh, it is, uh, it's just, you know, I just can't get over it. You know, there's other movies that have come out that have, you know, kind of discussed getting text messages on the show as we speak um that have uh there's just there's just i'm trying to think of all the I mean, there's so many different movies that have come out regarding you know the military and the military life and the military way i just just to be put in that 
you know, we, we treat each, you know, these athletes treat each other like they're warriors. They're not. Um, it's a game. I can't even imagine being, there's another television series out that was called The Long Way Home or The Long Road Home or something like that. I think it was on the National Geographic Channel. It was like an eight-part series uh, about a real-life event. Uh, it, it's just these men and women are out there in foreign countries getting paid dirt wages to protect us at night so we can sleep well. And, you know, I I, I just, I mean, <laughs> there is no person on earth that deserves more respect than a military man or woman that has sacrificed their life for our safety. There's no other way of saying it. They're not doing it to get rich. Uh, they're not doing it for notoriety and publicity. They're doing it for, for the right cause. And they're over there fighting and laying their life on the line with no fanfare. I mean, there are American soldiers dying constantly, and we don't hear anything about it. And yet we're going to watch an athlete complain, point fingers, talk about how unfair their life is. you, you got to be kidding me. Now, I had no problem with people wanting to uh, send a message, make a scene. There's other platforms. But when you watch a movie like that and you see that people are dying for that flag, and that's the route you chose, I don't know, man. I just don't get it. You know, if you really do mean to, to make a difference, um. Go protest uh, at your local police department. Get a rally going in front of the police department if you have a problem with the police. Um, donate your own private money to set up causes that will help the underprivileged. Go on and do a podcast. Do a if you're LeBron James and you're going to run a, pro, a podcast, you know you're, people are going to listen. Do it in an interview. All you got to do is go on Facebook and you can say enough that's going to get people to listen and, and follow. I just don't think the way to do it is to disrespect those that have served our country. And if you say to me that that's not what the intention was, well, that's the way it is. That's the reality of it. How are you going to look a soldier in the eye who's got one leg and one arm because some bomb went off, and you're going to sit there and say, well, I'm just going to disrespect this flag that you left an arm and leg for? Because that's the way I'm going to get my message across. The message wasn't received. It didn't work. If it's going to work, do something a little bit more productive. Get a, get a, get a, a movement going where every athlete donates 10% of their salary to the development of the inner cities. So you can do some infrastructure and build some better roads and build some better housing, uh, provide more jobs. You know, do something. If you have a problem with police brutality, if that's the protest and that's what it's about, then go protest in front of the police department. Go, go hold news conferences in front of the police department. If Colin Kaepernick is going to hold a, a, a protest march in front of the local San Francisco police department, I'm sure people are going to show up. Do it that way. There, there's other ways to do it. Now, you know, getting to the, you know, the, the other world of football, the numbers are down. Why are the numbers down? I've been saying it, you know, I haven't been on a podcast for about a year, but I've been saying why well, the numbers have gone down. For, for a year, for two years. The numbers are down in the NFL because the game is not as good as it used to be. 
the game is getting harder to watch. The politicization, I, I, don't need, I don't need politics involved in football. I don't need to see who stands and sits. Uh, there's 300 flags per drive, let alone per game. I mean, when a play is concluded, you have to wait 12 to 15 seconds to see if there's a flag. The flags are very subjective. Some teams get more flags than others. When do you call holding? When do you not? Pass interference rules are a joke. Uh, you could go deep and say, what is a catch? The game is harder to watch. It's slow. Flag. Review. Flag. Challenge. Injury. It's just constant. It is hard to watch a game in real time. I'm as big an NFL fan as there is in the world. I buy the, the package. I sit there. I watch all 12, 13, 14 games if I could. If the, every game's on, I'm watching them all. But that's the only way I could watch them. It's hard to watch one game by itself. So I usually watch it on delay so I can fast forward the commercials and all the stoppages. And I don't need some broadcaster giving me his or her political opinion. That's not why I'm watching the game. I don't care about your stupid political opinion. The game is hard to watch. Now with all the injuries, but for me, the main reason why it's hard to watch is just too many penalties. Just too many penalties. It it just takes away from the game. But if you want my take, the the New England Patriots are going to beat the Eagles by double digits. The Eagles are are a decent team, but they, they are not going to beat. Kowski does not play. Then the Patriots win by three or four. But with with the calls that are, that are going to be made, with the style of play that's out there, it's just it's just I don't know how anybody could think anything different. It, it's just too easy to predict. The way the rules are, the way you can't touch anybody, the way you, the only chance you have to beat the Patriots, and the Giants have proven this twice, is you and the, and the Broncos did it a couple of years ago, is you got to hit Brady, and you got to hit him a lot. Brady has lost a lot of his, you know, glamour with this, you know, TV twelve garbage, and with his, you know his rants and his raves about, you know, his, his, his workout plan and his personal trainer. and Belichick got rid of his personal trainer. Then they traded the backup. I mean, who knows what's going on there other than ego. But the NFL is hard to watch. It's hard to swallow. The hype is just brutal. It's stupid to have the game in, a, in, in Minnesota. You, you want a celebration. You want fans to be able to walk the streets comfortably and enjoy the experience. Instead, if you're going to enjoy the experience, you got to be in a mall. Two weeks is too long. It's just hype city. It bores me. I like some of the storylines, you know, Blunt and some of these guys, uh, long guys who played on the Patriots and no longer are now, now playing on the Eagles. But let's just be honest. Uh, the Patriots are, are going to win this game going away. Now, that that's something that I don't like about sports is that the major sports now are becoming kind of dominant, uh, single team dominant. 
And, you know, baseball doesn't really have that. Uh, Dodgers blew it this year in game seven. I don't want to get into that. But baseball is a little more parity. Hockey is nothing but parity. The NBA is the worst sport in America when it comes to parity. And the NFL is close. So, you know, time will tell. Moving on to other sports, you know, we talked about basketball and the NBA. And it seems to dominate, you know, the sports world quite often is the is the NBA. And with the trade of Blake Griffin that occurred a couple of days ago, did take me by surprise. I understand it. I don't think the Clippers were going to win any championships with him. I think they, their goal is to get younger and try to ride out the, the Warriors wave. The Warriors will win the next three NBA championships, barring injuries or barring some other team grabbing four all-stars. There's no way that the, the, the Golden State Warriors do not win the NBA championship. There's just no way. Well, I can't say that. There is a way. Two, two major players have to be injured. Two. It's the only way. There's the, and there's no other team. LeBron's on his way down. He's not as great as he used to be. I don't care what his numbers say. You know, and, you know, who are you going to bring in? You're going to get Chris Paul, Harden. You know, is LeBron going to go to Houston? I still don't think they would win it. The only team that can beat them is Houston. If they have just the series of their lives and they are shooting 55% from three. So, again, the NBA is exactly what we thought it was, which is, you know, an easily predicted outcome. You know, life is uh, easily predictable when it comes to the NBA. And I think that's the problem that they have. Too many guys sitting out injured. Too many guys out for the year. I'm really bummed about DeMarcus uh, having the best year of his career in a contract year. Um, Really about ready to break the bank. Really about ready to take the game over. They're starting to win. The Pelicans are becoming a threat. You know, they got something no one else has, which is bigger players that are dominant and then blown, blown Achilles. He's out. Haywood will come back. I said it when he got injured. He'll be back before the playoffs, if not maybe during the playoffs. You, you've got major players, Kevin Love now out, John Wall out. You know, just like in the NFL with major players going out, injured. A lot of injuries. Will OKC win? I doubt it. OKC could beat Golden State one or two games out of seven. That's about it. Can the Cavs win it? No. Not unless they make monumental trades. Can Boston win it? No. They're a one-man team. So, you know, which team can beat the Warriors? It's, It's the Rockets. That's it. And, again, they'd have to play an exceptional seven games. They'd have to play a dominant four games out of seven to to beat them. There's no one else that's going to beat them in a seven-game series. The best team in the East is, without a doubt, the, the Boston Celtics. But there are teams to reckon with. Toronto is a team they're going to have to deal with. I don't think Toronto has enough. 
they need to make a trade. I think they need an offensive guy to come off the bench. Cleveland has no chance. Wizards have no chance. There's there's no other team that has a chance. So it'll come down to the Western Conference Finals, and let's not. There's a chance the the Rockets might not even get there. I mean, who knows? Depending on some of these matchups. But it's pretty easy to predict. You're going to have the Celtics probably against the Cavs. If not, if the Cavs have to play the Celtics in the second round, then you're probably looking at a Toronto-Boston Eastern Conference Final. And then you're looking at the Warriors and the, and the Rockets. And the Warriors and Rockets are basically the, that's the finals. Whoever wins that wins the NBA championship. So the NBA is exactly what we thought it was. You know, then there's all these other things going on in the world and, um, you know, sports related. And we'll get into that more and more. We'll try and become more consistent here, either, uh, you know, once a week or twice a week, getting on and, and, uh, you know, giving you some opinions and some thoughts. But is Bill Belichick the greatest coach of all time? It's hard to argue against it. Is Bill Parcells, would you take a Bill Parcells guy over him? The one thing that a lot of these great coaches in history have in common is some sort of military background in one way or another. If I'm not mistaken, I think Bill Belichick's dad was an assistant at Navy. I, I'm not 100% on that. Parcells was the head coach at Air Force. You know, then you got the Bobby Knights, the Coach Ks. You just got a bunch of coaches that I think a lot of them, Dean Smith, have military backgrounds. Yeah, we're going to take a knee. And I know they're going to say that they, when they take that knee, it's not disrespecting the flag. Well, for those of us, for some of us, yes, it is. You know, one of the biggest advantages in life is, is a kid that has mental toughness. If you are a mentally tough individual, you will succeed. And now the question becomes, how do you develop that mental toughness? Well, that's all the military is. The military is, the definition of a military man is a mentally tough individual. Or military woman, you've got to be mili- you've got to be mentally tough if you are going to be in the military. Period. No two ways around it. If you want to be be a great athlete, you have to be mentally tough. If you want to be a great mother or father, you're going to have to be mentally tough. You're going to have to adapt and overcome in many different situations. You're going to have to fight through the odds. You're going to have to do things that sometimes seem superhuman. You're going to have to convince your body that you're not tired, and you do that through mental toughness. So it, that, that's why I love sports so much. It, it forces you to be mentally tough. It's hard to be a successful athlete and be mentally weak. It's very difficult. And I think that's the thing that separates the good from the great, the bad from the good. What separates you is mental toughness. So hopefully 
uh, more young people play sports to develop that mental toughness. Now, sometimes kids play sports and they, they have bad coaches and then those back challenge them and, and make them more, you know, mentally tough, and that's a shame. But if you're going to continue on, eventually you're going to have to develop that mental toughness, a thick skin. You're going to get criticized. You're going to get dunked on. You're going to get beat. How about that kid for the Saints? I mean, that guy is going to have to be mentally tough, is he not? To give up a touchdown like that at the end of a game in the playoffs, there's only one way to survive that. Either you, you hide and in, in, in stick your head in the sand and give up, or you use that as fuel and you come back and try to make your performance in the future uh, give those fans uh, memory loss. When Chris Webber calls that timeout to lose a national championship game, you've got to play and, and get them to forget. Sitting there crying about it and wondering why things aren't working out for you is not the solution. And blaming everyone else around you is not the solution. You have to have confidence. You have to have mental toughness. It, it's just so vital to everything in this world. It really is. You know, our, our uh, politicians are a disaster. If you are a politician, you are a disaster. Why did Donald Trump win, in my opinion? Because we hate politicians. Did you read what Hillary wrote on Facebook? I mean, Donald Trump won because there was no one else to vote for. She wrote something about why why she didn't fire someone in her in her whatever you want to call it. I think she was some kind of advisor during her political campaign who was sexually harassing people why she didn't fire him well it's hard because her husband was doing that for decades so you know what, what is she supposed to do she she didn't she never defended the women who accused her husband politicians are just a joke from pelosi to schumer to ryan to 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 everybody mcconnell's as name they're all just – it's just politicians are just – they really don't care about the people. They just care about getting reelected and making more money. That's all they care about. Why can't they work together? Because they have their own agendas. Now, I understand you think, you, you think your way is the right way, and you think this way is the wrong way, and you want to get in there and have a fierce political debate. And you want to get after it. I get that. And I, that's, that, I, that, that's great. But once the people have voted, once the, the majority has ruled, to me it's real simple. We have laws in this country. You must follow those laws. When it comes to immigration, there are laws. Sanctuary cities. What a joke. There are laws. This is a law. If you don't like the law, then change the law. Go together and say, we're going to have a new law on immigration. We're going to vote on this, and we're going to pass a new law that you could come into this country and become a citizen just by entering. Not a problem. If the American people vote for that, if the congressional people vote for that, then that's the law. I might not like that law, but that's the law. If somebody says, hey, this is the rule on your team. You cannot wear facial hair on your team. Well, what kind of rule is that? 
It doesn't affect my play. That's the rule. I don't want you to have facial hair. Well, I don't like that rule. Then leave. Quit. Go to another team. Go to another team that doesn't have that rule. It's, it's not complicated. I can't just, as much as I want to, I can't just fly to Australia and live there. I can't do it. As much as I might want to, I can't just fly to London and then live there. Get a job, get a paycheck, have rights. Can't do it. There's laws. I would love to live in Spain. There's laws. If I'm going to move to Africa and live there, I just can't fly in, buy a house, move there, live there, have rights. You can't do it. And you can't do it here either, according to our laws. Yet, some people think you should be able to. It's the law. There are a lot of laws on the books I don't agree with. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of laws I think are stupid. Why why do I have to follow this law? I don't agree with this law. So, therefore, I'm not going to follow it, and you can't do anything about it. Is that the way it works for me as a citizen? Is that the way I could live my life? I don't like this law, so I'm not going to follow it. I think the speed limit here should be 90. So I'm going to go 90, and if you pull me over to arrest me, I'm just going to say I don't believe with this law. I don't agree with it. Therefore, I'm not going to pay a fine, and you're not going to arrest me. That's the way it goes. I believe that this department store has overpriced goods. Therefore, I'm just going to steal it. I don't agree with the law that says I can't take what I want. There are laws. You cannot overstay your visa. You cannot enter our country and just take up residency. Cannot do it. You don't have the same rights as someone who has done the right thing, passed the test, become a citizen. Therefore, you need to be deported. If you, as a, as, you know, if you want to fix it, change the law. Why can't anybody change the law? Let's just have everybody say that coming here free willy, just run around willy-nilly, have your fun, plant a, a house, and live here. Don't worry about immigration. Don't worry about green cars. Don't worry about passing the rules and laws. Just if that's the way you want it, pass the law. I might not agree with it, but if it's the law and somebody came here from Canada and lived here forever and you know, bought a house next to me and had the same rights I did, and that's the way we passed our laws, I, what am I going to do? That's the law. If you are a criminal, illegal alien in our country without trying to go through the due process of becoming a legal citizen, well, then you got to go. And if it's too easy just to hop a wall, then we got to build a better one. That's the way I believe. If you want to declare amnesty, if you pass laws and you give everyone the right and they always declare amnesty, everybody has, has it becomes a citizen, great. If that's the law, I'll support it. Just I, I don't I don't like hypocrites. I don't like uh, celebrities preaching to me. 
don't preach to me, Meryl Streep, when you were uh, aligned with a sexual predator. And don't tell me that Meryl Streep didn't know what was going on with Weinstein. Please. Everybody knew what was going on with Weinstein. Everybody knew it. They made jokes about it in award shows. And then you're going to preach to me about Donald Trump or preach to me about someone else. You knew this guy was sexually harassing women, assaulting women, and you didn't do anything. You just stood there. And then you're going to lecture me. And then you're going to criticize, you know, Donald Trump. Hey, go for it. Criticize him. You have a right to criticize him, but you also have to accept responsibility that you knew that this guy was sexually assaulting women, allegedly, and you didn't do anything about it. You didn't come out and defend the women who made allegations. You didn't have a conversation with him. You just turned the other cheek. Now all these guys are now all these guys are getting busted. Listen, uh, I'm all for it. Look what's going on at Michigan State. Are you kidding me? Well, how did this guy exist? I saw some report uh, allegedly 256 or something like that. Are you kidding me? I mean, how, how does that guy exist? And you're trying, and then you're going to try and convince me that you didn't know that Weinstein was doing that. Oprah didn't know. Everyone knew. Preach to me. You're some celebrity clown. It's like when Pelosi says, "Oh, so the so the the, the employees are getting thousand a thousand dollar bonus. That's breadcrumbs." Yeah, it is to you. You got forty million dollars. Of course, it's a breadcrumb to you. But it, to a normal, hardworking kid or hardworking man or woman at Walmart who's trying to support their children, $1,000 is a big help. And you're going to talk down to us and say that that's your breadcrumb. Or oh, it is to you. That's why our country is so messed up, man. Hypocrites. Nobody says the truth. Everybody's afraid to speak. It's your mind because you're going to get, you know, prejudiced against. And some of these guys, they're getting they're getting busted because, you know, they had a bad date. Be careful not to go too far. I mean, if a man's, you know, aggressively trying to kiss you on a date, and then you say, I don't want to kiss you, leave me alone, that's not harassment, in my opinion. Now, if they continue after you say no, then yeah. Some of these guys are getting busted because of bad dates, and that's not what the movement was supposed to be about. It's supposed to get these clowns that are abusive and and causing problems, get them off, get them out, because they have power over you. I think the key ingredient in this thing is is if they have power over you. Dean would have if someone wants to get a movie made. But the country's full of hate. It's full of uh, bad role models. You know, it, it's hard to find someone as a role model that does things the right way, says things the right way, acts the right way. It's tough. 
So I've been getting emails, you know, what what are your thoughts on this Me Too movement? What are your thoughts on the national anthem protests? What are your thoughts on, you know, just a random, you know, number of things? What are your thoughts on Trump? What are your thoughts on X, Y, Z? You know, show me proof. You know, I, I would like to see... You know, where you make these allegations, are they accurate or are they not accurate? We saw the proof on the – there's proof out there on people, on the Weinsteins and everyone else. Yeah, there's actual proof. Throw words out there and expect them to stick. So, yes, my reason for coming back, just a voice and opinion or two. I think the NBA is, is, as always, as it always has been, is a very hard product to watch, too many timeouts. They've done a better job by cutting the timeouts in the last two minutes to two per team. That's a start. They need to uh, do a lot more than that. Allow zone defenses, one-on-one free throws. That'll shorten games. That'll make games more exciting. Um, not moving the ball to half court on timeouts. That that will make the game more strategic. There's a million things the NBA can do. There's a million things the NFL can do. You have to change the game to the to the rising cultural cultural needs. We don't want football games less than three and a half hours. We don't want baseball games to go four hours. They didn't used to go that long in the past. But it's all driven by the same thing, money. We don't need all these playoff games to go or playoff series to go seven games. It's just all about money. Why do, why, why do the Democrats not stand when they're talking about military successes or low black unemployment or, you know, standing up for the flag? Why would they not stand for that? Well, because it's a Republican or it's Donald Trump. And even though those are good things that we want to see changed, we're not going to applaud because we don't like him. It's more about that than it is about what's right for the American people. I hate Crat or Republican. I hate them all. That's why most of us would like a Donald Trump because he's not a politician. Yeah, he's an idiot, says dumb things, does this, does that, but at least he's not a politician. That's the lowest form of human being that's out there. You know, the word politician is is tantamount to criminal. If you're a politician, I'd rather be a criminal than a politician because politicians are criminal. I can't stand weakness. We're going to get back into a sports theme. We're going to talk more sports, how it relates to life. We're going to be, we're not going to be on three times a week like we used to. We'll be on once a week. We'll tell you what the talks or what the thoughts are. If some topic comes up that's pretty important or newsworthy, we'll discuss it. I love the NCAA National Championship football game. Great game. Back and forth. Much better game than I thought it would be. The Ball brothers, they're on topic. People are talking about them. You know, who's the best rookie? Who's going to be a good draft pick? Who's the best college basketball team? All those things are great. It's been about a month or less. I heard that 28 Russians got their bands lifted. What's going on there? The Olympic Committee is, is it's like the World Cup Committee. Just idiots on that committee. I love the Olympics. 
and people ask me why would why why is it? I don't like the Olympics for the big events. I don't like the Olympics for, you know, like the Summer Olympics, like the basketball. Or, I, I don't I don't like the Olympics for that. I don't like the Olympics for tennis. I don't like the Olympics on the hockey side. I like the Olympics for the low level sport, the field hockey. The what do you call that thing where you where you push that thing down the down the ice and you have to sweep it around? I I don't know what that's called. I forgot. I'll, when you say it, I'll know it. I like it for those sports. Team handball. I, I know bobsleds and most of the winter sports are kind of unglamorous. I mean, I don't you know the skiing and the ice skating. Those are those are high glamour Olympic events. I like those lower level ones. Where this kid, this woman, this man has given six years of their life training every day for this moment where nobody really even cares about the sport. Nobody likes the sport. You're not going to go pro. You're not going to be a millionaire by this sport. You just do it for the love of the sport, for the love of competition, to be, to be said that you're the best in the world. You have sacrificed so many years to, to get there. That's the epitome of, of competition. That's, that's a champion. That's why I like the Olympics, for those, for those sports. Because I, I really admire, my admiration is very high for those athletes that are not doing it for the money. They're not doing it for the glamour, the love. They're doing it out of competition. They're doing it to be the best. They're doing it because of their passion. the athlete I love. So I will watch the Olympics for that reason. I will watch. Now, the Summer Olympics will be in Tokyo in 2020. Hopefully I'll be there at that time. And those are the events I'd like to go see. I think there's a lot more of those obscure sporting events in the Summer Olympics than the Winter So, again, we are here to discuss life and to give my opinion, whether you like it or not. At least it's an honest opinion. It's what I believe. I'm not going to give you too many sports facts because you can get that on ESPN. I'm not going to say, oh, Monroe got bought out by the Suns today. I mean, you'll find that out yourself. But I will give you my opinion on it. I won't tell you what I think. Griffin trade, I, I, I didn't like it, but I understood it. I'm a guy who worked with the Clippers. I, I, I'm not going to tell you I like the trade, but I understand it. And Jerry West is in charge over there. People seem to forget that. But they got some good players in return. Griffin is injury prone. And Griffin is on his game. He's one of the top 15 players in the game, my opinion. When he's injury-free and healthy and really fired up and motivated, he seems to have some issues at times. Punching his – he punched that kid, wherever he was, an equipment guy or whatever that guy was. He breaks you – know, he gets injured a lot. He it doesn't seem to be a leader. The trade is a great trade for the Clippers if they can keep Avery Bradley or if they can trade him for a draft pick or another player they can keep. But 
Tobias Harris is a good player. Number one draft pick might be 15, 17. Might get a good player there. I don't think that center is any good. And if Avery Bradley leaves, then you basically traded Blake Griffin for Tobias Harris and a number one pick. I'm not sure that's enough. Inside, they need to do something that are the playoffs. They need a stud. They need a name. They need a draw, an attraction. I saw from their point of view. So I think it was a good trade for both sides. Where is Meritage going to land? There'll be some trades coming up. The deadline, I think, is in a week or six days. So we'll see where some of these guys land. It's, you know, they're all going to go to teams that are already pretty strong. The Celtics will probably get a guy like a Tyreek Evans. The Celtics need someone else to score. I think Tyreek Evans would be good for him, depending on what they give up. How about the fact that uh, the Philadelphia 76ers traded those two studs to the Nets, and those guys aren't doing much, from what I can tell. Sometimes draft picks are a bust. Some of these guys don't seem to be very good players. But the NBA is not about – it's about making money. It's about, you know, brand, advertising dollars. Uh, That's all it's about. The NBA is all about money. That's why people love Westbrook. When you watch Westbrook play, you don't think he's playing for the money. You don't think he's playing to get some promotional money. That boy, that, that guy, he's just playing to win. He wants to win every game, and he plays that way, and that's why so many people like him. I like him. Is he a lunatic sometimes? Of course. But, man, that, he is probably one of the most competitive players in the world today in any sport. That's why I love hockey. You don't see them playing for money a lot of times. It's a physical game. I just want to see players that want to be a good role model and embrace that and accept that and try to make a difference. And You don't have to go out there and send, make speeches and, and build houses and donate money. You just have to say the right things, act the right way. Don't act like an idiot. That's why it's hard to watch the Warriors now all the complaining and technicals and tantrums and chewing the mouthpiece and showmanship, and it's hard to watch. Just play the game. That, you didn't see Michael Jordan doing that. Michael Jordan was like Westbrook, just competed every night and hated who he was playing against. And had I hated Michael Jordan as a kid and as a young adult because he was good. I wanted to lose every game. But, man, you had to respect that competitiveness. So I hope athletes would take that to heart and say, you know what? I'm going to, you know, by me being a professional athlete, especially if you're one of the top-end athletes, I'm going to change lives just by how I speak, carry myself, what I say, how I act, what messages do you send on Twitter? How about that letter LeBron wrote to himself? Are you kidding me? Did it it come out that he really didn't do it? Because I don't buy that. 
but he wrote a letter to himself on Instagram or Twitter where he was talking to himself as a young kid, like the young LeBron writing the current LeBron for scoring 30,000 points. I've never seen anything like that in my life. I've never seen an athlete do that in my life. Just basically boast about himself to the highest level. Watch LeBron play. If he throws a pass, it's a bad pass, he'll blame the guy he threw it to. If somebody gets an offensive rebound because he didn't box out, he'll look around at his teammates and wonder why they didn't box out. Now, that's not – I've just never been on the LeBron bandwagon. Never have been. He's not Michael. He's not Kobe. He's not Magic. He's not Larry. He's just the greatest athlete the game has ever seen. But he's not the greatest basketball player. He's just the greatest athlete. I don't think Kevin Durant's all that good. I think Kevin Durant's obviously a great player. He's obviously a top five player in the NBA. But can't post up. He's getting better on defense. But he's got two megastars, if not three, on his team. He's not going to lead a team. He's not going to be the man. He's not going to be the focal point. Steph Curry's the man on that team. Draymond Green's the leader of that team. It's hard for me to respect Kevin Durant when he can't win when he's up three games to one. He couldn't figure out a way to get it done. So he he can't beat him, he joined him, right? The NBA's got a lot of issues. The Spurs are the model franchise. They keep keep winning even with, with their best players out. That's a system. Fitch is the leader there, but I don't like his... He's always running his mouth too now. Everyone feels like they have to say something. And, you know, that's why I respect Michael Jordan. Just it's, it's, I don't need to hear Michael Jordan's political opinion. I'll make my own opinion. Thank you. I don't need to hear yours. If you don't like uh, Trump, great. I, I don't need to hear it. I mean, if you're talking to your wife or your husband or your son, that's different. I don't need to hear you spout your views. It's not going to sway me one way or the other, and it's just going to make me probably want to go the other way. That's why I will never watch an, I will never watch an Academy Award or Oscar show. I'll never watch those shows, ever. I'll just read about them the next day, see you one. I don't need that pompous attitude talking down to me. Thank you very little. Take care of your own backyard. Trust me, there's a lot more, that, there's a lot more Weinsteins out there. Don't talk down to me like you're this almighty superhuman that knows what's right and wrong in this world because you you can act once in a while. I don't need to hear it. Let me tell you right now, in my world, politicians are the worst and actors are, are a close second. If you are an actor, male or female, you are a close second. You are slowly approaching the level of politician. I don't need to hear your stupid views. It didn't work for Hillary. She had every celebrity in the world, basically, on her side. Didn't work because, you know what? We as normal American citizens, we don't care about your celebrity view. We don't care about hearing it. You have no influence on us at all. Zero. What Meryl Streep thinks means nothing to me. Just makes me not want to watch her movies. What... Uh, celebrity thinks 
means nothing to me. It just makes me not want to watch your movies. I don't care about what you think or what you want. I don't care about Just do your job and act. Entertain me. And then shut your mouth. I do not need to hear what you think. Why would I care what Tony Danza thinks? Who are you? Why do I care what Meryl Streep thinks? Here's what I think about you, Meryl Streep. What was your relation to Harvey Weinstein, and why didn't you put a stop to it? How about them apples? You're going to sit here and preach to me when you knew your industry that you work in that made millions and millions of dollars in is abusive towards women, and you're not going to do anything about it, even though you're the highest-ranking female actor in the world, arguably, and you're not going to step up. And you imagine what if Meryl Streep came out and said, there are some sexual predators in our business that we need to take out and fix. You, you don't think that that would have caused a, a shockwave throughout all of Hollywood? But you didn't do it, did you? Because you probably wanted to star in his next movie. What about uh, Polanski? I mean, really? Let's go there. What about Woody Allen? Bunch of hypocrites. So just shut your mouth. What are my views? Who cares what my views are? I'm not here to tell you. I'm not Republican. I'm not Democrat. But I will tell you what I, what I hear from the American people and what I think as an American. And that is just shut your mouth. Just accept your award, thank everybody that got you there, and get off the stage. I'm not there to be swayed politically. I am there to be entertained. You are not entertaining me. End of discussion. So what's going on this week? We have a Super Bowl on Sunday, which will probably be a disappointment. I don't expect it to be a good game unless the – Patriots decide to, you know, give the Eagles a 21-point lead or 25-point lead like last year. College basketball is probably, after the Super Bowl, going to take the forefront on sports entertainment. The NBA is going to get worse. As we get later in the season, it's going to get worse. The trade deadline will be entertaining. Baseball still got a million free agents out there. Nobody seems to be going after them. The Yankees have exponentially improved themselves. We'll talk baseball in April. I'll be heading to Tokyo in March, right about March Madness. I do like Trey Young because he says the right things as a man. But college basketball has got some parity. It's going to be fun to watch. So that's all I've got. Yes, we're back. We'll talk less once a week, maybe. So we'll see how this turns out. I have to listen to it, but I'm not in this to get fame, popularity, or money. I'm just in it to voice my opinions. So this, you know, the few people that care will hear me speak and then go from there. If I make one better life, that's got, that I win. If one person wants to hear me, that's good enough for me. So thank you very much. I appreciate it. We'll see you again. I, we'll, we'll talk again next week if you want to listen live. Uh, I'm assuming that we'll probably go early in the week. 
you know, we'll let the Super Bowl resonate a little bit, go on a Tuesday or Wednesday. I'll come up with a flat schedule the closer we get to it. But most of my listeners listen on delay anyways. They don't listen live. So it doesn't really matter when I go on. But I'll let you know. I'll send out texts or tweets, and we'll go from there. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Stay safe. Don't drink and drive. Please do the right thing. Be a good person. Stand up for those who can't stand up for themselves. Go get a dog. They'll make you happy. We'll talk to you again next week. Peace. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.